When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by the great Frank Sanders of Arizona Cardinal fame. Very appropriate because we're going to be talking receivers today. Mr. Sanders, how are we doing? Man, we're doing excellent, brother. I'm excited to be on the show again today with you, JV. I always miss you. I try to send you some videos in the middle of the night, brother. I hope they make you smile and laugh. They do. Uh, I always try to get you a good one in there every now and then. Good chuckle. I appreciate that. We got some folks showing you some love in the in the chat. Here I thought it was going to be kind of a lowly Thursday. The Cardinals doing what they do best, sitting out of free agency, which uh, <laughs> is an entirely different dynamic that we have certainly panned over for upwards of two weeks now. But what I didn't think we would get was a verbal statement on the record in front of actual microphones and media by one Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, Frank, was out today, and good for him, presenting a check for $10,000 to the Arizona Educational Foundation. Um, He was taking his turn as the host for that event. And he also, of course, had to answer for a lot of what's gone on this offseason. And we've got a clip of that now via Cam Cox. No, I'm, I'm, I'm an Arizona Cardinal. You know, uh, I've done nothing but, you know, give my all to to the to the Cardinals. I uh, would continue to do that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not really too worried about What's my future been, as a Cardinal. So. It's been like to see your name, I guess, trending. This is yeah. Is that, is that weird to see the whole world is everything's going on, but everybody's talking about Kyler Murray? No, I mean, honestly, uh, I, yeah, I was tra- for a second there, I was trending for like, I want to say like five weeks in a row, and I'm like every time I get on Twitter, I'm like looking at my, I'm like what what are people talking about my name for all this stuff? Obviously, you know you got the whole you know social media stuff, and then uh, coming out with you know whatever it is about you know the future and stuff like that. But I, I'm honestly I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, I'm just being where my feet are, keeping you know keeping football the main thing, like like I always have. So was there was there a scrubbing of the Instagram account on purpose, or was that how did that happen? No, that was that was that, like I said, that was that was. If if you're a kid my age, you know, like you're used to like people take off all that. Like that's just a thing. And um, honestly, like I said, there there was, I took everything off of there besides one picture. So it wasn't it had nothing to do with the Cardinals um, or anything like that. But it sure caused a fervor across the country. I know people people do people <laughs> people do it too much, but it's all good. How important is a long term contract to you though at this point? Like I said, I mean, I, I keep football, football. Uh, I let people, whoever, have to take care of that stuff, take care of that stuff. All I worry about is playing good on the field. Some people question some things about you. A lot of your teammates have come to your defense. What, is, what does kind of that mean to you? I mean, those yeah, those those are the people. Those are the only people that matter to me. You know, the people inside the locker room, inside the inside the building, people that know me around me every day. Uh, if you don't really know me, I can't really you know listen to any type of criticism or anything like that. You know, I'm my I'm my you know biggest critic myself, so uh, it doesn't really affect me. Uh, a lot to take in there, Mr. Sanders. We talked from a contract standpoint, his commitment to the Cardinals. Uh, the social scrub that was, that wasn't. Rafa in the comments saying, that's my quarterback. Initial takeaways from Kyler Murray, who, by the way, let's put a big caveat, he knew he was going to have to talk to media today. So 
he, he came prepared and ready for what were well thought out answers. Well, you say well thought out. I think they're just actual, actual, you know, sincere answers that are based upon the, the idea of a young man who's, you know, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's that's given. It's a contract year. No, not technically. But based upon the way I played, I deserve a new contract. I agree with Rafa 1000 percent. That's my quarterback. If he's going to be our quarterback. I like that he did answer the questions that was on the table. We have and you and you and I both, Johnny, along with everyone else, have been grueling over some of the actions of, of our quarterback since the, since the since the end of the season. Of course, we did not like the way the season ended um, and, that, mm-hmm. and that mannerism and some of the things that some of our players have said about him. But in reality, he's our quarterback, and the guy looks like he answered the questions as if I want to be an Arizona Cardinal, I'm going to be an Arizona Cardinal as long as they'll have me. But in reality, a lot of the stuff that happens is just normal stuff that we do as kids our age. Yeah, I, here's what I will push back on. Um, Give it to me. They did not put they did not put out the fire that was or wasn't the social scrub because um, they didn't feel like they needed to. Because right after that whole thing went down, uh, was the contract disgruntled posts via statements from his agent, all that this and that and the other. So maybe initially the social scrub was nothing to to be worried about. But then I wonder if he and his and his agent Eric Burkhart said, "Well, let's take advantage of it. Let's pivot this to the point where letting everybody know we want an extension." And then it it was all that you know kind of hoopla that came out from Chris Mortensen about the finger pointing. I mean, like you still can't convince me, and this is not Mister you know hypocrisy conspiracy theory guy, but you can't convince me that the the social scrub didn't have something to do with. Yeah, I'm just kind of washing my hands of the Cardinals right now. I'm not happy with the team. I'm not happy with how we finished. I'm not happy with my contract. I just need a breath. I think to the to the least extent, that's what, what was happening. And then on the greatest extent, I feel like they probably thought, okay, we got some good publicity here. Let's ride this. Let's get a new deal. Well, I mean, it, I would say that I don't think he thinks that way, man. The only reason why I say this is because, again, my head coach has the same agent. The guy that yeah. came in with me is the same. So let's not misconstrue that. we They're talking. Some kind of way, the agent is telling Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes what's going on in the head of the quarterback, without a doubt. And, of course, this agent is the B-Twix. He's the, he's the betweener of both these guys, the mediator of both sides. I got a head coach. I'm, I'm also negotiating a contract, which I was able to get six years a six-year deal done. I got a quarterback who is absolutely – Blown, blown out of the waters the first three years of his contract, and now he deserves a new contract where he deserves to be extended at least to the amount where he can be paid at a top-tier quarterback, a first-string quarterback in the NFL. That that argument and that side piece that these guys are having right now, Johnny, everything that Kyler has done has been warranted by him. One, my season was over. I just wanted to take a break. I wanted to debrief and get sure. away from social media, scrubbing it, washing it, putting in the washing machine, whatever took place, that's fine. And he said, I could do that because that's what we do. We get off social media. He did that. But in reality, at the end of the day, he made statements that says, I want to be the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. And at the end of the day, making a statement like that should ease a lot of our conversation in that in that point of view. Yeah, he made a point to say, I'm not too worried about my future. And I want to get to this comment here. Wasn't a Kyler talking point to the media of what we wanted. Yeah, absolutely was. I don't know why we're criticizing it now. I feel he does want to be a Cardinal. I don't think we're – my apologies if it came off like I was criticizing. I am just trying to take everything with a grain of salt and read between the lines that he yeah. – all I'm saying is he had to come prepared to make that statement today. That was not off the cuff um, because this is the first time this offseason he's been in front of cameras and microphones. Um, and so this is this has been a long time coming. That that social scrub came like a week and a half after the Pro Bowl, which was in early right. February. I mean, it's been a long time. So he's had a chance to sit on this and feel like, you know, I want to respond this way. And we can't forget about the egregious statement that his agent made in like six paragraphs in eight fonts that none of us could it's read. Not I mean, that, ha- that happened. No, it's, it's not, not egregious for him to ask for a new contract. But it's that that egregious. statement was laughable. Everybody thought that was a big joke. Um, NFL AZ card. Hang on. Let me get to this. NFL AZ Cardinal says, is it safe for, uh, safe to say that Bidwell approved of what's been going on, which led to Kime and Cliff's extension. Bidwell must have had a discussion about the card's direction. Well, yeah, Bidwell re-signed Cliff and Kime. Michael Bidwell does not like 
any of this shit that's going on with Kyler Murray and the public eye as it relates to contract demands and that somebody leaked from the Cardinal either it was either Michael Bidwell or Steve Kime leaved it to Chris Mortensen those negative things about Kyler Murray whether they've kissed and made up since then Frank Sanders I I don't know Kyler was calm cool and collected today incredibly mature I echo the sentiments in the in the chat that want Kyler Murray to be the quarterback of this team moving forward believe that's that's going to happen but I still believe he wants his money and I think he'll get it look you don't demand uh I'm not demanding to get paid unless I just come out and say, hey, y'all don't pay me, I'm out, period. He didn't say yeah. that. And so his agent no. didn't necessarily reference that. The reference point is if you want this team to really move forward, then let's get this talking done and let's not belabor this moment like we have been doing, And which is really the reason why we have still having this conversation is that they have not come to the table and say, hey, we're going to sign Kyler Murray to a new contract, trust me. Nobody. Steve, Steve Kimes never said that. Cliff Kingsbury haven't come to the table on, on behalf of Kyler Murray, his quarterback, and said, hey, I got I got you, Kyler. Don't worry about that. We're, we're going to re-sign Kyler this year. We just haven't come, we just haven't come to a, a negotiated agreeable amount. That is easy to say. And no yeah. one has said that. And so for just to base upon just based upon three years, eleven thousand four hundred and eighty yards, 70 touchdowns. I'm a Cardinal. I'm a former Cardinal. <laughs> I got 25 touchdowns, I think, in my NFL career. In yeah. eight years here, he's got 70 touchdowns as the quarterback. I don't think Jake Plummer had that, but look at the list of the quarterbacks that have come along. Again, I'm not talking about uh, a Kurt Warner or, or, or a Carson Palmer because those two experienced quarterbacks. We have to remember that we've had a lot of crappy quarterbacks, not crappy, not as skilled, I don't want to use those terms, not as skilled quarterbacks as the as a Kyler Murray or as a Kurt Warner or as a Carson Palmer. And trust me, we do not want to let this kid or let Kyler hit the market trying to figure out that we want to bring somebody in because he said or his agent said, hey, let's just sign this deal and get this over with. Let's not belabor this until June where we have to figure out our quarterback doesn't even show up to OTAs. Do you, do you think like do you think he comes to OTAs without a new contract? No, Mr. not Sanders? at all. I don't no, either. And I, I was don't. I, I thought the questions that were asked by the Arizona media were um, very were strong nice. and warranted. I wish that somebody would have asked him that because we asked Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury if they expected Kyler to report. They said yes. They don't expect him to hold out. That's the one question we don't have because I don't think so either. I don't think he shows up to OTAs because actions speak louder than words. And <clears throat> he could say whatever. he. I, I believe he wants to be a Cardinal but I believe he wants to be well compensated. And I believe you can spin it in the court of public perception in your favor, because this franchise has never had a homegrown quarterback, you know, that's consistently playing at this high of a level ever. That's all due respect to Jake Plummer and, yep. you know, everybody from the seventies and eighties, whether but it's Jake, Jake, but speak rightfully so Jake is the only one. Right. And then a yeah. new low max or uh Rosen, those guys are, those are guys. Jim are Hart. Were, yeah. Jim Hart. But they were, they nobody were on Ky- nobody's on Kyler's level. First overall Not pick, out. different dynamic. Kyler can say, I want to be a Cardinal. I want to be here. Then you get everybody on the message boards, on Twitter, everybody that sees that at home and the news saying, well, shoot Cardinals, pay Kyler Murray. We're, we're better when we have Kyler Murray. That puts an immense amount of pressure on Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime to do something. Because if Kyler Murray had come out today, Frank Sanders and said, I just, you know, I don't know what my future is. And he had come off entitled and he had come off like wishy-washy on playing football or committing to the Cardinals. What does that do? That turns people off of Kyler Murray and that gives Bidwell and Kime leverage in negotiations. But Kyler Murray is smart. He's very smart. And he says, I'll have public perception on my side. Maybe he needs to rebuild his image because his agent's screwing around and those statements were stupid. But can come out today and just say, hey, I'm me. I want to be a Cardinal. I have no concern over that. You know, I'll, I'll let my agent take care. And he said, that, I'll let my agent take care of the non-football stuff. And so if it doesn't go well, wh- who are we going to blame then? We're going to blame Michael Bidwell. Oh, not at all. You're definitely going to blame Kyler because he's already the bad guy. No. Every, no, sort of guy. All we've talked about the entire time since he scrubbed and since the last game was – Kyler's the reason why. Kyler's the reason why. Kyler's the reason why. Look at his attitude. He doesn't have a good attitude. He's not a great leader. He doesn't show himself to be a leader. 
why would we pay him 40 something million dollars? He's not worth 40 million dollars because we don't think because we don't like the way he handles himself, his actions. All these things are being constantly being pushed. I drive the I drive the I drive the highways all day long, and all I do is hear the, the guys on the radio, and that's all they talk about: how bad Kyler is, what he's doing, what he's doing wrong, how he's affecting the Cardinals, how he's messing himself up, what he's done wrong. You know what he's done wrong? Nothing. He's a third year third year quarterback. That's a first round draft pick, two time Pro Bowl, and I'm just telling y'all, pay me my goddamn money because I'm worth it. And if you don't want it, go get one of them slap dudes out there and figure it out again. Let me go. I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll take. I'll take the Cardinal Bird flight and get about this because I'm saying in the locker room, you want him on your team. Unfortunately, he's getting the bad rap. Guess what? You want to pay him five million dollars? Stand your ground, Mr. Mr. Steve Kimes and Mike Bidwell, stand your ground. Figure it out. Let's see how it works out. That's what you want to do. So then you really make Kyler look bad. But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. JV, he held his team hostage. And guess what? Gave him open arms when he hit when he hit when he hit down when he landed over in Lambeau and they just they shut their mouths and they gave him again the MVP trophy not a Super Bowl but MVP trophy and guess what they immediately signed this contract deal after this he already got a contract deal the dude that held up hostage for years I think Kyler gets his contract I think they figured this out I part of the reason is because the Cardinals aren't signing anybody so I feel like they're probably walking on eggshells with a lot of future guarantees because they're like, well, we got to rent it up having to pay Kyler a lot of money. Deshaun Watson say just it. got, just, just say just it. Got, <laughs> say what? What do you want just, me to say? Just, just not, not you. Just say it, Steve. We are going to sign Kyler Murray to an extension. Just tell the world we're going to sign him to an extension. And that for, if you wanted to get other recruits to come in, you wanted friends to come in, you would already, they would already know in their minds, I'm playing with Kyler. I'm playing with a badass quarterback that's going to be here. But that $5 million deal that y'all trying to talk about, every player in the NFL knows that he is not showing up to camp if you don't give him a contract. Every player knows he's going to hold out. This is not a Dakota Prescott situation. He's not Dakota. He's not going to be that dude. He's definitely going to hold his ground and say, end up paying him anyway. So guess what? I'm not coming back. That's what he's supposed to do, and he's doing the right thing. He's, Yeah, he is. Um, and today I think it was a good day for Cardinal fans to hear that and to hear his commitment to the organization. And uh, I have never doubted he would be back. Uh, there was a point when Saul and I, we were leaving for the combine. We were in the airport in Phoenix, and Kyler's agent put out that statement. And Saul looked at me and was like, are they going to trade him? Because this has gotten so ugly and so public. And thankfully – the, the landscape of NFL free agency with Russell Wilson being traded and teams having a fallout, Baker Mayfield, it just has kind of provided some clarity, some much-needed clarity as it relates to Kyler and the Cardinals. Um, yeah, it's a good, good step in the right direction for this franchise. I want to remind right. everybody, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year. With DraftKings Sportsbook, turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to, to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops, same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Again, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win using that promo code PHNX21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customer-only minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. So, Frank, you and I got into a little bit of back and forth um on friday's show and then on twitter uh as it relates to uh former cardinal current free agent aj green uh there's a report from uh arizona sports john gambadaro that the cardinals have or 98 7 john gambadaro that the cardinals have interest in bringing aj green back aj green has many suitors i am not pro aj green returning to the cardinals we are going to have an open forum as to why you believe that it is going to be a, a good move if the Cardinals bring him back. 
So I'm giving you the floor, Mr. Sanders. Why would you bring back A.J. Green at all 34 years old to kick off next season and, in my opinion, completely washed? Uh, not washed. Uh, there was no injuries to this young man at all. So we, we can look at that as a plus and a bonus. He finished the season without any injuries. We'll take that. That's one. So that definitely says he has uh, durability, although, although prior to the years, prior to that, he came out, he was injured. But he finished with us a full season. He's not a 15 to $25 million man, which is excellent. He knows the system. He's already in the system. He's a big target. We didn't use him 100% like they like we could have used him, but we used him sparingly, which we did. We kept him on the right side of the football field. Do you guys know how – do you guys really know how bad that is that a receiver, a top-tier receiver, any receiver in the NFL just stays on one side of the football field? Absolutely asinine for that to even be – in any market, we said that about AJ, we said that about D Hops last year when all he did was stay on the left side and how he was handicapped. That was one. Number three, 54 catches for 848 yards. 54. If we flip it and give him maybe a hundred catches, that's automatically 1,400 to 1,600 yards. And we didn't even maximize this guy. Just do the math on that. If we just give him 30 more catches, that's even, that's a thousand plus yards out of a receiver that. You guys are calling a has-been and a wash-up. Three touchdowns. You know how many times he was targeted? Not enough. That's the problem. You know how many balls he dropped? Not many. That's excellent. You can't beat that. You want to go get a young guy? That's fine. You got you to gotta, you gotta pay him 10 to $15 million, but you do, and you should bring this guy back because he's not your problem. All we're going to do is we're not going to reinvent the wheel. We're going to add another badass receiver with a name that everyone knows he still knows how to play and make plays. That's my opinion. I think you still can get it done without a problem. I think I think we should keep him, and I think the money the money suits the bill. He would want to be here because he's playing alongside. He'd be a great number two receiver. Fifty four catches, eight hundred and fifty four yards. Fifty four catches. All right, I heard catches. you the first. I heard you the first. Fifty four catches, eight hundred plus yards. Come on, here's man. what I'm going to say. All right, let me. Come okay. on, man. So you've made your you've made your case. I'm going to I'm going to give you a couple props here. Um he did stay healthy all of last year. I think he missed maybe a game for COVID that was not his fault right after the uh debauchery that was the non-turnaround against Green Bay. Um so he was healthy last year. He had a, a really strong start this season. Remember everybody in camp said, "Look how great AJ Green looks." And I will also say to your point, he will not be expensive. Um I, I think if he was going to be expensive, somebody else would have signed him by now. Um, so let's just let's just put that off to the side. Here, I got here two points. Drawbacks. I got two points to my good. Yeah, I got two to the good. He's durable and he's not expensive. Durable, not expensive. I okay. think <clears throat> Kyler Murray needs young targets to grow with. Hopkins is already approaching thirty years old. Zach Ertz is thirty-one. Give me young players for Kyler Murray that have plus athleticism. A.J. Green, to me, I think we saw his ceiling last year. I feel like that was best-case scenario. I know you said, you know, he just learned the system. Second year, he should be more comfortable. I don't disagree with that. But all I can – I can't get by the fact that at the end of the season, Mr. Frank Sanders, when the Cardinals needed him the most, when DeAndre Hopkins was out – when they needed when they needed this guy to be AJ Green, not of his prime, but just somebody who can be a number one on certain Sundays, he did not perform well. Zero catches, three targets in the Ram playoff loss. He was terrible. The Seattle season finale, four catches, nine targets for 23 yards. Now against Dallas, he had 74 yards. He had a 42-yard catch. Cowboys have a big fat asterisk because everybody played well that day. Uh, the week before that, Indianapolis, one catch, 33 yards. Detroit, non-factor. What concerns me about him, Frank, 54 catches, yes, but almost 100 targets. That tells me we're targeting Mr. A.J. Green a lot. He is just not winning nearly as enough, not as much as prime A.J. Green. Did we see how many balls Kyler threw out of bounds at A.J.? I, really? I, I don't disagree really? with that. I don't disagree really? with that. Listen, if I got the A.J. Green that I got for, through the first half of the season when it was like 
dominating the Rams, dominating the I want the, the Cliff Kingsbury Browns. That's true. I, that, <laughs> there's the problem with the entire team is everybody seems to regress for whatever reason. He said, you can't blame A.J. Green in the playoffs when our O-line was a no-show. Everybody no-showed. Everybody um, I think that the only reason I'm starting to warm up to it is because this receiver market has gotten so stupid. Frank, I think you should try to go out and get your money because literally everybody is getting – is getting money on this free agent market for receivers. Um, I think we all thought they could go into this free agency period and get somebody competent. Um, Maybe that was an upgrade over AJ Green, reasonably priced. When Christian Kirk, God love him, go get your money, is getting 20 plus million dollars a season. Like what are the Cardinals supposed to do? Steve Keim has never drafted a skill player in the first round in 10 drafts. So if you think about that, the last first-round receiver the Cardinals had was Rod Graves' last draft in 2012. So everybody that says, well, they're going to take a receiver at 23, hell, if they are, I've never seen them do that before. Now, he has wasted how many second-rounders at receiver from Kirk to, uh, of course, Andy Isabella. He traded a two for Hopkins, Rondell Moore. I mean, he's used a lot of twos on receivers. So if they're going to take a receiver, it's probably going to be in the second round. But Green provides one thing that this team does not have at receiver is size outside of Antoine Wesley, who I do like, and they want a stereotypical Y to go with Hopkins X, Mr. Sanders. They want outside guys because you feel like Rondell plays inside. A lot of these free agent receivers, like everybody's saying, go sign Jarvis Landry. He's an inside guy. I mean, here's what you can say. AJ's an outside guy. We know that. Yeah, 100%. I agree 100% with you. And the guys in the chat, they're making a lot of good sense. In a lot of ways, but we, we got to go to this area where we say, like, our system is a passing system. And so you got to yeah. get guys. I mean, if you're going to have a little bit of age and, and D hops, you're going to have a little bit of age in, and our guy AJ, you got to have a bunch of other guys that are just going to compliment. Andy Isabella is a no thought right now. I just, I cannot. Add him you you won't be on the team next year. I, he can't. Zach Ertz and Zach Ertz and Max Williams are great additions. And mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are solid. They're solid for what we're going to have on the inside tight end wise. I got that. But when it comes to the outside, I'm okay with what we do in the draft. We need to go in the draft and get some young guys, some young, tall, big receivers. Because I said last on Friday, I said, many of our throws that we watch Kyler does, if he's not running out of the pocket and moving, he's throwing off the back of his foot. And a lot of those things are basically catches where you have to have a big body guy. We already talked about um, Blake out of USC, Lennon out of USC. We talked about um, Christian Watson over at North Dakota State. We talked about even – I've never even brought up the name Pickens, but I watched his video. The kid yeah, is nice. A lot nice. of people are he's high got, on him. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's got a lot of upside, but what is – we need a lot of bodies in our receiving core. We have no depth, y'all. I mean, when we say no. that, and we talk about this all the time, when we look at our depth across the board, our running back room right now is not full of depth. Our receiving core is not full of depth. If anybody gets hurt, we're definitely in trouble. We're only going to well, say Well, we saw it last year, Frank. With, and, and, when, right. when Hopkins went down, everybody knows showed outside Antoine Wesley, and Kirk is now gone as well. So right now the receiving depth chart is D-Hop, Rondell, and Antoine Wesley. That's not good enough at all. It's, it's, it's not good enough at all, and that requires our coach to do more. And that's all really, guys. The K2 tattoo that we have here, the primary reason with that is because we thought we had a coach that was going to do, in the first eight games when we were 8-0, and oh, we saw him do, uh, I mean, just astronomical stuff with guys. We had a four-by-one set. We had sometimes we had a three-by-one set on the, on the other side. There's three receivers and one receiver to the other side. We have four receivers to one side and a tight end on the line. We moved guys around so much the first eight games. And John and I, we were so happy about that. That's what we did. That was amazing. Defenses could not pick up on us. When D-Hops got hurt, everything changed. We went back to that bland offense. One receiver to the left, that was Wesley. And two, a three by a three, three set on the right, tight end. Uh, uh, Christian Kirk on the inside slot. And then AJ. And then we moved Rondell Moore with that crazy little swing thing. We was doing. It was horrible. Look. Yeah. We need to go in the draft and get some guys, and that just has not been our top our top thing. But I will say this here: we missed the market on going and just get some free agency, some free agent guys that we thought we can bring in. Yeah, it's that would have been helpful, and, and it's over right it's, now. Yeah, I think you're to your point, and people in the chat, you know, George Pickens, um, somebody who doesn't have the production but does have the size, right. uh, Traylon Burks of Arkansas. 
Drake London. I think Cardinal fans would be happy with it with a lot of those players. With those, yes. Uh, either the two kids from Ohio State, but I think what we're seeing, Frank, is receivers. I would put them in a category now with edge rushers, left tackles, and quarterbacks. If you have a bounty, they're either going to get paid or they're going to get traded and get paid. And we're Tyreek and Devontae, they're at the highest, but once upon a time, D Hop, it just puts, I think, extra pressure on this ownership, Steve, and um, this administration with with Steve Kime to to finally hit on a whiteout because then you're talking about cheap cheap labor for five years, even in the first round. You're if you if you draft Drake London at 23 and he is a star, a star player. You're not paying him anything for the next half decade while you're paying Kyler Murray, you know, $40 million per season. The problem with a lot of these with these free agent contracts is you're, you're either paying for past or you're you're hoping uh, and praying that a guy turns into something that's probably not. At 23 in the draft doesn't hurt to trade back in the second game some draft capital. I would agree with that. I would also say, though, I'm not doing that if I'm passing up on an elite talent. If Chris Alave is there or somebody like that and I am sold on them. Uh, I think last year was the year to trade back. They didn't. Um, that Hopefully Great. that's proof that they're high on Zayvon Collins. So uh, the receiver room continues to be bare, but Mr. Sanders, the cornerback room looks like it's growing. So Jeff Gladney, former Minnesota Viking, former first-round pick who the Cardinals themselves had a first-round grade on, has been signed by the team. We knew that. So we've got uh, a, rec- or a cornerback room that now consists of Marco Wilson, Jeff Gladney, and Byron Murphy, all young, all athletic. And then yep. it's been reported today, Robert Alford took a visit with the Cardinals. I don't know why he would have to take a visit because he knows this organization. He's been a part of this organization for a couple of years now. I fully expect Robert Alford to come back and, and sign a one-year deal. And then you've got four corners. And to me, everything I just said about the receiver position, Mr. Sanders, uh-huh. I'm going to say the opposite about cornerback. I don't think cornerback means anything in the grand scheme of things because no young elite high school level player wants to play corner anymore everybody wants to play receiver I think outside of Jalen Ramsey you're not going to find plus corners right I think JC Jackson got overpaid the Bengals got to the Super Bowl without a great secondary Cardinals have elite safeties I think they can get by with BNC corners with all due respect to those guys I just named assuming the pass rush is on point which is a completely different conversation but I I want to put to bed corner at 23 Either give me somebody that can hurt opposing quarterbacks, somebody that dominates in the front seven, an offensive lineman or receiver. I'm I'm fully in that camp. If if that's what we, I would agree with you in that area because I, what I do like about the names that you just called in our secondary, these guys are proven. And you know what proven mean in yes. the NFL, guys? This is what proven mean in the NFL. It's the other team knows you. The other coach knows you. So he has to scheme against you to know that Byron Murphy's over there and Robert Otto, or if he comes back, Robert Otto, or the guy Gladney. They know that these guys got talent and they skill their skill set. But they, if we don't have a front four to match our, our back seven on defense, that, that's going to be the problem for the Arizona Cardinals, and we haven't done that. We're talking about having a, a, a really barren uh, receiver room. We'll look at our defensive line. That defensive line is barren. And they don't have the name or the talent of the guys that we need to have to actually go out and match to, to really when you look at it on the, on paper and you say they have uh, an Allen, they have a Watts who's beat up, we have a we have a this guy and we have a yeah. potential that, that it's, it's, it doesn't match when you really when you start hearing the names of of real players. Our secondary Buda Baker name stands strong in NFL. Byron Murphy, they said, hey, this kid can play. When he wants to play, he didn't finish great the end of the season, but this kid can play. We need depth across the board on our defensive line, our secondary. I'm okay with that with that group because I, know I could go. I could go into battle with this secondary right. tomorrow. I can. I have I no issues with it. And what you said was absolutely right. The Cincinnati Bengals had a defensive scheme, and the guys mm-hmm. in that scheme played extremely well. That's what got them to the. That's what got them to the Super Bowl. That's what allowed them to actually dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs and other teams like that as they made their route to the Super Bowl. But look, you gotta have names. You gotta have a Von Miller. You gotta have a you gotta have an Aaron Donald. You gotta have a Jordan Ramsey. You gotta have a Fowler. You gotta have names of guys that have proven and got it done in the league. At the beginning of last year, remember guys, when we thought we had JJ Watt, the great JJ Watt alongside mm-hmm. of Chandler Jones, along with Phillips and Peters, we had names. We got Hicks. 
We got Murphy. We got Alpha. We got Baker. We got we had names, and when you got names of players, it makes the other it makes the league pay attention. Remember, this is a seven and zero team at one point in time that was ten and two, and then we went to sleep like we all took something, and just like we didn't care no more, and, and it felt that way. And unfortunately, I'm with you, bro. I hope that we're able to Steve Kimes able to pull a rabbit out of his hat and make some decisions, man. That will. Don't- because it looks bad right now. It really looks bad for us in, in, well, in the they, well, period. It looks I don't bad. Know what the hell are they doing? Yeah, I mean they're worse. I like the resigns that they've done. I think Alfred is a must. I've said that since the beginning. It makes too much sense not to happen. I like assuming Jeff Gladney can be a good human off the field. That that addition with the upside. All of these moves that they I haven't questioned any of the moves outside of the Nick Vigil move at linebacker just because I have no appetite to see him play over Zavin Collins or Isaiah Simmons. That's a whole different conversation that we've had. I like all the internal re-signings. Um, to me, I have huge question marks at receiver and an edge rusher. Yes. An edge rusher is the priority. Christian Kirk, we love Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is not the equivalent of Chandler Jones at his position. You lose a Chandler Jones and you do not replace him through the first two weeks of free agency, that's I just it's unacceptable. And I not mean, replace right. him in the sense of like you're gonna get somebody as good as Chandler, but at least attempt to do something. Right now, their their defensive front seven, a lot of question marks, a lot of holes, and the biggest of it being they don't they don't have a double digit sack artist of note outside of Marcus Golden. It's it's sad that we haven't gone out, man. I look Kiro, Darrow, C B. NFL, Arizona Cardinals, slide. look, you guys are feeling the funk like we're feeling it. We're, we're trying to wrap our heads around the idea that our Cardinals should be doing something a lot more aggressive coming off of what we thought was going to be pretty an, an amazing season. But you, you didn't double down on the ideology that this team is good and we can make it better by adding the right pieces. Or if we lose pieces, we should replace them immediately. They didn't do that. And I know, like you, JV, and a lot of everybody else, we don't know why these guys are holding on to it unless Steve Kime is waiting for some great – like I said, I sent a post one day when I thought he was going to reach into his hat and pull, voila, and then, boof, he was going to do something amazing. And and it didn't happen this week. No abracadabra, no hocus-pocus, no nothing. And it's sad because I know for a fact, me as a player in the locker room, as a receiver, we haven't signed our quarterback back. I'd be very disappointed and nervous. Cross the I don't – I, I don't want the Cardinals to go out and do what the Chiefs are doing, which is signing Marquez Valdez-Scanley to a three-year, $30 million deal. That's not the answer. Um, I, I'm okay with – I mean, this free agent class, in my opinion, was weaker to begin with, but there have been quality edge rushers to be had, and I just – it doesn't make sense to me. What does make sense to me is children five or older eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19 The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective, and COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. So, Mr. Sanders, it is an anniversary today. Not my wife's and I's anniversary. No, No, that that comes in May. That's actually going to be our 10 year, by the way. Yours and mine. Um, No, we, we share the same birthday. We don't share the same anniversary. It is the anniversary of Randy Johnson killing a dove with a baseball. Here it is. Bam! Right there. Let's see. Can we just keep that on a loop, Jacob? So, March 24th, 2001, Randy Johnson kills a dove who flies in front of the path of his fastball. The batter at the time was Calvin Murray, who was the uncle to a budding three-year-old athlete named Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's uncle, me? yep, was was Calvin's nephew. I don't think I don't think he was there. I don't think little Kyler was there, but his uncle was, and he was ready wow. to take a fastball from old Lefty there, and it gets obliterated by a dove, or I should say, the dove gets obliterated by the fastball. Oh my god! At least he knocked all his hair off. It's like he was flapping for a minute. Just he just didn't have his <laughs> wings to keep him going. That look, I. I worked out at Brent Fisher Sports Therapy in the, in the offseason, and there was a ton of guys there between Andre 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 Wadsworth and Aeneas Williams, a ton of guys that was there. And then they had baseball guys, and Randy Johnson had he had just 
had a had a uh, had a knee situation. He was in there training. I seen that fastball several times while we watched yeah. him pitch. I don't. I, it's we talk about Hall of Fame. We talk about one of the greatest pitchers ever. Let me tell you something. That 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 dove didn't stand a chance, and that guy is amazing. Like that that that's 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 Kyler's uncle, great uncle. Yes, uh, Kyler's uncle. Kyler was three crazy. at the time. So if you're if you're an old head like Frank and I, it makes you feel very young because I remember when that happened. Um, but yeah, it's the look at these comments in the chat, man. It's twenty-one like, year anniversary of that. Pretty unbelievable. Um, people saying I want Devonte Parker. He would be a perfect number two receiver. I think the Cardinals would have interest. The Cardinals were they're in trouble. Kiro is that outside of their top three picks, they don't have a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick. So typically when you flip picks for veterans, you need a couple day threes. You know what they got? They got a th- they got three sixes, which nobody wants. The Cardinals don't even want those. Yeah, three and then sixes. They have a, and they have two sevens, which means and- that package those, either move up or trade for veterans. Um, with the receiver market being as robust as it now, I mean, I could see Devontae Parker get getting a fourth or a fifth. Cardinals don't have that. He is 29, former first-round pick. He's 6'3", he's got some size, and he's got ability. I don't think he's ever played with a great quarterback. Think of the quarterbacks he's played with. I think once upon a time, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Mm. Tua, of course. He might have even played with Tannehill. Mm. Um, He's been injured in the past. Uh, Kiro's saying, I would give a third for Parker. He's worth it in this offense. It's a little rich for me. I think I would go fourth or a fifth. When you you got Zach Ertz for a a fourth and a developmental corner – I don't, the, the, it's it's like the housing market right now, Frank. That's what the equivalent of the receiver market is. It it's is a high bubble right now. Is, the comps price. are the comps are strong. If you're selling your house down the street, or you got a whiteout. <laughs> Shit, man, we should be able to flip Andy Isabella for a halfway decent pick at this rate. We can get him for an apartment or a townhouse at least. That's right. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Christian Kirk, our guy, just just setting the market ablaze, man. <laughs> I want to remind everybody, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Check out gophnx.com. We've got tremendous content right now. We've got uh, buy one, get one half off of our Phoenix Coyote t-shirts, which are tremendous. Um, You can get those at our PHNX merchandise locker, or you can get a free t-shirt if you become a member at just under 60 bucks a year, um, $8.99. If you don't want to do that, 50 cents for the first month. A lot of good comments. Devontae Parker in seven years has only had more than four TDs in a season only once. I think it's the quarterback play. Um, and I'm not saying sell the farm for him, but I, I think he checks a lot of boxes with size. He's under 30, clearly athletic, former first-round pick, NFL AZ Cardinals. It's a, it's a good business to be in, my friend. I bought a house last year. That was not a good business to be in. I bought a house peak pandemic, so only can go downhill from here. I'll tell you what's not going downhill from here is we have a – Major announcement, actually two, for this program tomorrow. We've teased the hell out of this. Thank you all for being patient. Um, we will have two major announcements pertaining to this show. Frank and I can't wait as he regains his composure here. Oh, uh, Kiro, Kiro, I watched that game Parker dominated Gilmore two years ago. Yep, he, I mean, he always used to do well against against Belichick. Um, that's where he would always jump out to me. Um, uh, Jalen Blake, low-key or laugh out loud, Kirk is low-key the reason the NFL is the way it is now. We love you, Christian. You've screwed it up for us. We're trying to replace no, you. Hey, hey, Christian did not screw the market I'm up. Just give, got, I'm just blowing but him. But just let's, 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 let's back. Like, like, look at this right now. I mean, the, the premium right now is on the quarterbacks. I've, I've said it consistently that they're, the, the difference between a quarterback and NFL right now is about a $27 million difference between what he makes and what the receivers make. We're talking about right now. Um, Tyreek Hill making $30 million. That's that's astronomically blown away. When I left the league, it was $7 million with a top-end guy. And that's that's and Jerry Rice and 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 uh Mr. Brown over in Oakland was only making about 5.5 and 6.6. That $7 million guy, they flipped it, and these guys are out of the league. The league just going, it's going berserk. You know why? Because the quarterbacks are throwing the ball 50 times a game. It's a passing league right now, and you gotta surround these guys with real athletes the money doesn't change because the market's going to keep going up it's the exact same reason why the quarterback market money is going up when they start naming these guys like they would name like an, you remember back in the days when alex rodriguez was like he, he just i mean he just 
went from he went to a 10 10 10 year 250 million dollar contract he changed yeah. every price point for us, an infielder in, in in major league baseball they did the exact same thing in the nfl when they started giving these guys 100 million dollar deals the mike vick went from a 100 million dollar deal um matt ryan went to 100 100 he started at 115 and he just kept going so right now the market's just determining i said christian kirk was a top tier receiver but you know what the market tells us it doesn't matter what you think it's what i think and once i think it I'll pay it. And it doesn't. And that's what. And then and then, then it just goes on from there. We need some therapy right now. This would have been a great time. I need fun. some therapy. This free agency period. I need therapy. Uh, I need some help because I feel like mean? the Cardinals are, are trying to sabotage this show um, because we have been anxious. I have been thirsty for an emergency pod. I'm not having an emergency podcast for Nick Vigils. I just won't. I refuse to do it. I am thirsty for news. Give me an Odell Beckham, Frank's boy. Please. Give me, give me an, an elite pass rusher of note, please God. I wanted Redick. They were interested. I'll tell you what though, if they resign Clayus Campbell, even though he's thirty six years old, we will do an emergency podcast. You have my word. This guy, Sly in the comments, is just all over Jim Harbaugh. I don't think that that's going to happen. But you can enjoy Michigan basketball tonight. Maybe he's going to be. He's gonna be on the uh, court side, yeah. Uh, emotional. I have emotional damage from this free agency period. I thought, you know what? This is our first off season for PHNX Cardinals. We're probably gonna get something equivalent to the JJ Watt news or the Hopkins news of years prior. Nope. Here's a bunch of mid-level re-signings. You'll like it, um, and you'll take it, Johnny Venerable. Tyreek almost went to the Jets. Yeah, suck it up. Um, we got. Here's what we got. We were. We were blessed and spoiled with Kyler dominating the the news headlines in February, and then the Cardinals were like, "That's enough headlines for this franchise. Let's Definitely. take the month of month month of March off." Cardinals are more likely a comedy show at the moment. Here's the good news, everybody: they don't play in the AFC. They are waiting teams out. I believe they are a playoff team fringe, but I think they're nine, ten win team in the NFC because the NFC is a dumpster fire. Um, Emergency podcast for Alford. I love Robert Alford. I've, I've told him that. Um, I sorry, Robert. No, no. no. This was this is no. the closest thing. We'll mention it on a future pod. Hopefully tomorrow. We'll tweet it out. And we'll be here at four. <laughs> yes. Frank, if Frank Sanders resigns with the Cardinals, maybe that maybe we'll do emergency pod with the NFC conference being weaker. We are still contender. I don't know if they're a contender. We can go that far. The Rams are too good. The, like the Rams, the Rams are about to sign Bobby Wagner. The Rams are, are a super team. Uh, Brady and the I wish we could have got him. I wish we could have got him. Though. I really, I really wish they. Really what about our guys? Push. What about the two well, first round picks the Cardinals again, have? It's okay, but you, I, I kept saying we need a veteran leader on that side. You need somebody that can speak that a whole court. If 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 he's the guy that if we get Bobby, if we had gotten Bobby Wagner, then he would immediately come to the position where. He would have drew more defensive linemen because they knew they had a dog in the fight. They had a dog. Like, you need players. When I say this, JV, this is not – you need players in your locker room. And there's certain need, players that move the needle. I what do you need? need the two young kids that they've drafted in the first round to play 90-plus percent of the snaps next year. And then I will make a judgment call. Give me a 17-game sample size with Isaiah Simmons – and Zayvon Collins next to each other, for better or worse, let them play through their mistakes. I don't give a shit if the Cardinals' defense looks like garbage for the first month. Where are they trending to in week 15, 16, 17? Because the Cardinals always play well to begin the season, and then they look like trash at the end of the I want my two inside backers doing this as the season progresses. I don't want to watch Nick Vigil's 30-year-old you know, free agent journeyman's ass playing late in the year on a one-year contract. I'm not interested in that. Joe Walker time. Get that out of here. I don't want that. Get it away from me. I want to play the young guys. Jalen Blair just got to pass the Bucks and the Rams. Well, the Cardinals make the playoffs next year. It's a success because they are in a little bit of a transition period, clearly. Um, used, to, used to this, been a fan since 88. Well, Teddy, I would push back and say, Michael Bidwell probably thinks to himself, we haven't had consecutive playoff seasons since 2014, 2015. Before that, it was 2009, 2010, or 2008, 2009. And then it's really cricket. So I, consistency is a big deal for this franchise. To be relevant is a big deal. To be in the playoff race, they do not want to become what the Seahawks are about to become, what the Jaguars yes. have been, the Jets, right? 
and I think there's a part of Michael Bidwell and maybe now Steve Kime that he's got a securities five-year deal thinking to himself, sure, I could go all in this offseason and maybe it'll help us win one, two more games next fall. But if we screw ourselves and our roster is a mess and we're the Cowboys this time next year without a Micah Parsons, by the way, because the Cowboys draft much better, but the Cowboys in the sense that, Frank, we're cutting Amari or trading him for nothing and we're cutting pass rushers and Laylo Collins. That could be the Cardinals next year if they make the wrong kind of decisions now and they have a ton of free agents next offseason. I agree with you 100%. We do not want to regress uh, when you're building something good and you got your right, you got a right piece on offense and your quarterback, you got a solid piece in receivers. And in, in regards to D Hops, you got a name in James Conner. Oh, your O line is solid. You're bringing those guys back. So on the it offense, is. we got it. You already know that the NFL is paying attention to that, but you've done absolutely nothing to boost up the defense morale, the confidence that goes along with that. And I agree with you also, JV, that we do not want to see this team be so amazing in the first two months. And then, and then poop the bed at the back end of the season like we've done the last couple of years. That is more disheartening than watching us and being able to celebrate. And guess what? We, guess what we all said, guys? We all said, "Why won't the media give the Cardinals? Why won't we get out? Why won't we get notarized? Why won't we get notarized? Why won't they let us know who we are? Why are they not talking about us?" And guess what? Everybody kept saying, "We'll wait. We'll wait for the Cardinals to show up and then shit the bed in the back end." And we did. We gave them everything they wanted. Every comment was there. We need some players. We need some ballers. We need to spend money. We need some dogs. We, we need some dogs. We need, we need some dogs on our, on our offense, some defense. We need some depth that will bring that will hold this team up, man, for 17 weeks or 22 weeks, which takes us to the Super Bowl and gives us a chance to win that thing. Because what we thought we had on the front end of last year, we showed it for about eight games. And after that, we shit the bed. And unfortunately, that's the side we do not want to see in year four of a Kyler Murray or a Cliff Kingsbury return. We'll end it on here. Kiro, Kyler questioned – uh, the Cardinals' commitment to winning through his agent's first statement on Twitter. Has this offseason proved him right? Are the Cardinals committed to winning? Mm. I think they are, um, but I think that they are being extra careful with their money because mm. they're about to prepare their quarterback. That's how I am choosing to look at it, Mr. Sanders. Look, I, I can only agree with Kiro in this conversation right now because that statement I never thought about, but in, in reality, when we look at how much other teams have gotten better just in our division and our nemesis, and the Rams, we are absolutely showing we don't care about this division. Unfortunately, that's what it's looking like in the optics right now. We haven't signed our number one, our number one person on the on our roster, which is our quarterback. We're shitting the bed on that. That's horrible. That's a drawn out conversation that's lingering. Unfortunately, we look like we're definitely tanking right now. Unless Steve Kimes does something amazing, give Johnny a, a, a moment to wake up in the middle of the night and start tweeting and then saying, hey, we're going live at 2.30 a.m., wake up everybody, then that would be great. But Johnny's thirsty right now, man, and Steve's giving him nothing. No no sip, no swallow, not a nothing out of the bottle, not nothing. And I'm telling you, it's sad. Oh, it's man. unfortunate. Right, not sipping or swallowing anything here on Peach Cardinals. Bush. I want to I remind everybody again, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Huge announcement, pair of announcements pertaining to this show Tomorrow, PHNX Cardinals podcast. We will put a cherry on this week tomorrow at 4 p.m. Myself, Frank Sanders, Frank Sanders 81, pay the man as in pay Kyler Murray. Thank you all for your support, your love. Go to phnx.com, become a member today, and we will see you tomorrow.